It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday, everyone. Thank you for spending your lunch break with us, as always, on our lovely podcast. This is Catching Up with Bob LaBelle. I'm your host, Joe Perello of SweetSports.com. That's S-U-I-T-E, Sports.com. Check us out. We think we're pretty funny. We're in the middle of a big college football preview, so if you're ready for some football, well, you know, we are too. So check it out. You can get a kind of a view on every conference in the country. I'm joined, as always, on our podcast by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Bob LaBelle. Uh, Bob, I know you had another radio appearance this morning, but uh, I hope you got a little juice left for our show. How are you doing? Uh, always, you're always the priority, Joe. I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> great to be here. Thanks again. No worries. Uh, and of course, Bob appeared on Morning on Boston Herald Radio this morning, talked a little sports uh, with a couple of their hosts over there. Uh, we're going to touch on a couple of the same uh, topics that you tackled there, Bob. Uh, and of course, the story that everyone's talking about in sports and you know Red Sox fans have got to talk about it too because they almost ended up with this mess uh, as you pointed out in your blog this week and that's the Alex Rodriguez steroid scandal everything that's going on suspended 211 games which was intended to knock him out for this season and all of next season but of course he's appealing that he gets to keep playing uh, Red Sox fans will get to welcome him to Fenway Park with I'm sure a lovely welcome very very soon so Bob, I know you touched on it in your blog a, a bit. Uh, I want to get your thoughts kind of on A-Rod's legacy. You know, is he going to go down with the Barry Bonds of the steroid era uh, or with the Pete Roses of, you know, being totally blackballed and, and, you know, there was talk about him being banned for life? Or is he just going to be kind of another guy that, you know, he was just a product of the steroid era. We just kind of look at it as that's just the culture of baseball. What do you think his ultimate legacy is going to be? Well, I don't think that he – is in the arrogant uh, Barry Bonds mm-hmm. genre or the ignorant Pete Rose genre. So you got arrogant yeah. and ignorant. Uh, <laughs> so A-Rod, whatever he carves out for a legacy will be his own. I mm-hmm. I think that he will go down as probably one of the most talented players ever to play the game. Yeah. His entrance into the Hall of Fame is yet to be determined because the story with uh, him and, and and steroids and suspensions is still being played out. So yeah. it's it's one of those, it's still to be determined. So I, I wish I knew. Uh, clearly he's got an yeah. uphill battle to try to save his uh, image, but, uh, and I'm not sure it's savable, but I think he's, I think he's got a shot at saving it. Yeah. And you mentioned how the, you know, this whole steroid era, the the book is still kind of being written on it. 
And, um, uh, you know, we don't really know where to place all these guys who set these huge records. Do we kind of just pretend this era of baseball didn't even happen, this, you know, 15-year period where guys like Bonds and McGuire and Sosa uh, and him were just, you know, lighting, you know write, rewriting the record books? And I was listening to you earlier on a morning meeting on the Herald Radio, and you basically were talking about kind of comparing it to any other career. You know, if you're in any profession and there was this magical pill that could take you from being borderline to over the top, that, you know, you would take it. And I, I thought that was pretty honest. And I, I think that's kind of that nobody thinks about it that way. Nobody looks at these guys as, you know, they're, you know, they're in a profession and they're trying to make it to the top of the profession. We kind of use sports as, you know, a game. But really it is these guys trying to earn money and, and kind of trying to reach the top of their profession. It doesn't make it right. But do you think not enough people look at it that way? And do you think people would do steroids a little bit differently if they kind of viewed it through the lens of, you know, this is their profession, this is their livelihood. I think if they looked at it like that, it would make a difference. I think that most people would do something that would, mm-hmm. if, if they could, if it would enhance their performance, uh, enhance, enhance their uh, money-making uh, ability, yeah. and enhance their overall uh, career, yes, mm-hmm. I do think people would would take it. I I mean, getting to the moral high ground on this is, you know, it's noble, but I don't think it's realistic for most people. Yeah. And I don't care what level of talent you start with. If you start with an Alex Rodriguez, which I would say is an enormous level of talent, or if you start with somebody that, or Lou Merloni, who is just borderline, mm-hmm. I that you know, the temptations are the same. Uh, It's a shortcut to get better. Now, in Merlone's case, it would be a a shortcut to make the major leagues. In Alex Rodriguez's case, it would be a shortcut to be a superstar. Either way, uh, motivation, the the name of the motivation might be different, but the the feeling is, is the same. It's to get to a place that you couldn't get mm-hmm. to by yourself, or at least yeah. you believe you could not get mm-hmm. there by yourself, that uh, these other things, better living through chemistry would really help out. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the, the temptation, and it's it was impossible to avoid the temptation. We're a little later now and a little bit past what we think was the peak of the steroid era, so it's, you know, when all these guys are getting busted. Now there's there's an outrage about it, but during the you know, the pinnacle of the steroid era, it almost seemed like everybody was doing it, as Conseco said in his book, you know, however, whatever ridiculously high percentage of big league players were taking steroids. I'm curious to get your opinion on on that era and on how baseball should view it. You know, do we just, in the Hall of Fame and in the record books, do we pretty much just pretend that that era didn't happen? Or do we view it as everyone was doing it, these guys were the best in an era when everybody was juicing. What, just kind of how will you look back on that period in baseball's history? You know, I I think we ought to look at it as honestly as we can. That It ought to be described uh, and ultimately will be described because of the way it actually was, that uh, the money became an, so enormous, the temptations became so great, uh, the recognition became over the top. So with the combination of television, social media, the money and the temptations, I think that the definitive 
history of this period has yet to be written, but when it is written, it should just be an honest approach to, hey, this is what these players faced. This is what they chose to do, uh, right or wrong, and this is the way baseball chose to deal with it, right or wrong. But I really mm-hmm. think it's got to be done um, in an honest way. And and I think someday, and someday soon, somebody's going to going to put down the definitive history of, of this era and whether these guys get into the Hall of Fame. That's why, you know, the history is kind of still being written right now. We don't yeah. know the end result of some of this of some of these guys. I'm, I mean, yeah, I, no. I'm really curious as to whether Roger Clemens is going to get in the Hall of Fame. I'm curious yeah. as to whether A. Rod's going to get in the Hall of Fame, and I'm curious as to whether. People look at the Hall of Fame as, well, these guys are the best players that ever were. So why shouldn't they be in the Hall of Fame, Uh, no matter what their indiscretions? Well, Pete Rose is a perfect example of that, and he's Mm -hmm. not there yet. Of course, his indiscretion was a little different than this. Yes. Well, yeah, Pete Rose is a slightly different case, but obviously the all-time hits leader in the history of baseball not being in the Hall of Fame is is a noticeable omission. Yeah. You know, it's like... He did what the Black Sox did, and they were banned for life, never to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. Well, then before we, we close the book on uh, the steroid era for, this, for the purposes of this blog, uh, if you were choosing, if you had you know 100% uh, control of who was getting in, would guys like Alex Rodriguez, Roger Clemens, guys that were some of the greatest players in the history of the game, would they get in if you were choosing into the Hall of Fame? Yes, I, I would let them in and I or get them in. I would honor them for being great players, and I would also point out that uh, they weren't perfect uh, human beings. That, yeah, no. they they were at the top of their game. The Hall of Fame is it's not heaven; it's just the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and trying to make this as uh, you know some kind of pure uh, angelic church-like experience. Uh, these are flawed people. They've always been flawed, uh, some more than others. But when it came to, came to playing baseball, there weren't many people better than these guys. Yeah, most definitely. I like that line. It's not heaven, it's the Hall of Fame. I'll be sure to use that when we post <laughs> this podcast a little later. Really good one, Bob. Uh, okay. we'll, mo- <laughs> we'll move on from that and get to some happier okay, stuff. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I'm sure you you caught the game yesterday. Stephen Drew, uh, ninth inning homer, saving the Red Sox in Houston. Uh, you know you kind of get mixed feelings about the Sox at this point. They're they're now up two and a half in the division. Uh, is it a good sign that the Red Sox have been able to come back? You know they they've won six of their last seven from behind. Six of their last seven wins have come from behind. Excuse me. Uh, or is it a bad sign that they needed ninth inning heroics? You know in a rubber game to win a series against the worst team in baseball. Just kind of what's your take on? The Red Sox uh, flair for the dramatic of late. Flair for the dramatic is a great way of, of putting it. It seems to be part of their DNA so far, and it's exciting. It's like we haven't seen this in quite a while. We don't have, you know, hundred million dollar players like uh, mm-hmm. we got rid of. These guys are, are, you know, dirt dogs, workmanlike. I mean, the overall team salaries are at the top of the list, but people, it's kind of spread out more than it, than it used to be. Uh, yeah. So these are, these are hardworking lunch pail guys who seem to have a different hero every night. How long can it go on? I don't know. But the thing that 
is more concerning to me is that they have played this dramatically and, and this exciting uh, uh, baseball and also have won the large number of games that they won and are still only two and a half games ahead. That yeah. to me is that's that's where the, the angst comes in. It's not mm-hmm. and they keep this up. It's how come we're only two and a half games ahead <laughs> when we should be yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people are thinking that. Uh, and you look, they're up two and a half on the the previously surging Rays. The Rays made a great run going into the All Star break to kind of kind of cut that lead down, and they they took first place for a little while after beating the Sox. Uh, they don't play Tampa again for another month, but uh, you look at that series. I believe it starts September ninth or tenth, somewhere along those three game series. Could you see the division hanging on that series uh, when you know when the Sox go down to the trap? No question, uh, Joe. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is go through the whole uh, schedule in um, September. And I'm just going to mm-hmm. do that right now. I'm going to try to get to it. And go through the whole schedule in, in there and, and take a look and see. You know, they got the, the, the anomaly of going out to Colorado for two games is really stupid. But that's the yeah. last we get to So, okay, you got the Tigers, trouble. At the Yankees for four, trouble. At the Rays for three. Then you get the Yankees for three more, and then the Orioles for for three. And it's not, you know, it's not going to be a walk in the park. That's why you have to hope. I think you get your pictures in line. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be all about the American League East, except for those two stupid games in Colorado. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Yeah, a lot of division. They they end the season with a lot of division games. They do. I mean, every game. Well, except for Labor Day weekend when they the Tigers at home. Then New York for four, and right from New York to Tampa for three. And you say that's that's a huge. Okay, New York at New York for four, at Tampa for three, and back home against the Yankees for three, and the Orioles for three. And the Blue Jays for three. So yeah, it's all against the East and that two week stretch, you know, that's that's the winning and losing proposition. So how much mm. how many games can you build up before you get into it is is kind of where we are right now. Yeah, and I'm and sure, you know, they'd love to have a five game lead going into that. <laughs> it's, you know, it's gonna be pretty pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the Red Sox—they've been a, a bit of a surprise this year, and we'll see if if they continue to surprise. It's—it's uh, it's been a pretty fun run so far, though, hasn't it? Huge surprise! This is so—I mean, this is like—it's I, like Pittsburgh. I mean, okay, yeah. let's, let's compare Pittsburgh. I, I, now, you'd think that Pittsburgh would be even a greater story, and I guess perhaps in some ways it is. But on the other hand, if you just take it for this year alone. The Pittsburgh story and the Boston story are very similar, very mm-hmm. similar, very, um, you know, both are, have been surprises. Both have proved that this is not a fluke. And I think if you go into the to the history books, the Pittsburgh and the, and the Red Sox have not played in the World Series since, well, maybe the first World Series. Uh, <laughs> and you have to go back until – the early 1900s to find out when the last time these guys played in a World Series. Yeah. And so I, 
I think this would be a, it would be a magical World Series. I, I know we're way ahead of ourselves, but yeah. why not? The magical World Series for the Red Sox and the Pirates to be going uh, for the best of seven. I could get into that really easily. I I could get into that as well. And, you know, Boston and Pittsburgh, they're such good rivals in football and hockey. It would be nice to see them get, uh, get together on the diamond as well. <laughs> it's am- but it's amazing, isn't it, that they have not played each other in a World Series since back before, what was it, 2000, you know, the mid-19, mid-19, yeah. before the 1910-11 season. It was, yeah. may, they may have played them twice. I don't know, but it, it's, <laughs> long it's been over 100 years yes it's been a while and you know the pirates used to be such a such a great team before they had they endured what is it now 20 consecutive seasons without the playoffs since that 92 year when they uh, lost in the nlcs so people of my generation not used to seeing the pirates in the world series but certainly they you know you look at them in the 70s and they had some great teams in the 50s and 60s and obviously way back at the turn of the century no we yeah we, we are family uh, Bill Mazeroski and, yeah. um, and and on and on, but they were a great franchise. They took a dive for almost three decades, and now they look like they're ready to contend. I think that would be one heck of a World Series, but I, I'm not probably a smart or fair thing to do to talk about that right now. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, well, we'll move on. We'll, we're going to be talking a lot more Sox, obviously, as they're going to pretty much until football season starts. We've got a couple more weeks, so they are going to dominate uh, the Boston sports landscape. But I do want to touch on uh, the New England Patriots real quick. Uh, one little thing that came out, didn't even come out of Patriots camp, but a note I wanted to touch on was Wes Welker, uh, now in Denver, obviously, playing with Peyton Manning instead of Tom Brady. He kind of came out and was talking a little bad about Bill Belichick this week, saying that Belichick chided him while he was in New England in front of the team. Uh, and he was telling that he was telling uh, the Broncos or the Broncos radio station that even now when he talks to reporters, he's scared of what Belichick will say. Uh, and of course, Belichick well known for uh, keeping his players uh, kind of tight lipped, not really saying anything to the media, giving nothing quotes, you know, all cliches and, and really nothing. Bob, I, I want to get your opinion on this. It, it does Belichick's kind of control and contempt for almost contempt for the media. Does it, does it actually help them from a football perspective, or does it really just make the team boring and, and kind of give us no real characters to talk about and and, and kind of make it, it less fun, or, or does it actually help from a football perspective? I, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about that. Well, there are needs that the press have and needs that the team has. Belichick mm-hmm. motivates, as did Parcells, through fear. Fear is a powerful motivator. Fear of being cut, fear of being reprimanded, fear of being singled out in front of the team. Uh, Some guys are motivated, you know, motivate through loyalty. Um, But but that's Belichick's style, and I usually always believe that fear is a a much stronger motivator than most anything else. So I think it makes the team a better team uh, if they're all on the same page. I I think if you're pretty much given free reign to say what you have to say, and, you know, many coaches really do that, then I, I just don't think it's mm-hmm. to your advantage. I think football is 
such a disciplined, uh, disciplinary type sport that that control only helps the team. Doesn't help the media, but thing. <laughs> but in some ways, it adds a little mystique about the whole the whole process. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You know That's a good way to put it. The Patriot mystique, because they definitely seem to have that. Have and 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 it causes at times it causes jealousy and and envy and even you know hatred. People really literally don't like the Patriots because they look like they're standoffish and they seem to be superior. Well, I don't know that's really true, but that's the impression that people seem to get from their the way they uh, act. Yeah, and that's no, the policy. Yeah. So it's been a pretty good policy for them. They've uh, they've enjoyed some I great success under Coach Belichick. Not going to change. That's who Belichick mm-hmm. is. He motivates through fear, um, <laughs> and that's what he learned. Yeah. Fear and discipline. That's that's the name of the game for them. Yeah. Well, fear and discipline are two pretty pretty uh, big parts of football. <laughs> so I think that's Absolutely. two pretty decent ways to go. Uh, Bob, that's all I've got for you. So unless you have anything else to add, we will close this podcast a little early. I'll get it up on the site. Uh, anything else to touch on? Well, I would just kind of, you know, pay attention tomorrow night to see what kind of a reaction A-Rod gets when he goes back to Yankee Stadium yeah. for the first time. And then you can try to extrapolate that and see what might happen when he comes back to Fenway Park a week from tomorrow night. So we've got a couple of... Um, Good weekends coming up um, in relationship to the baseball team and their fans. Plus, you got the um, the PGA tournament, uh, the last major this week, and yep. it's, it's always interesting to see how uh, you know Tiger's having a great year. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's so he's having such a remarkable year. It just doesn't seem like such a big deal. The fact that he hasn't won a major. This seems to be a deterrent for a lot of people, yeah. but really, it, it shouldn't be it's because it's been remarkable. Yeah, and he's going in as as the favorite again. I'm sure after uh, he had a remarkable performance uh, pretty recently. And last last question, actually, Bob, are you going to be doing the PA for when uh, A Rod comes to Fenway? Saturdays, yes, Saturday next doing... Saturday night, absolutely. Saturday afternoon, four o'clock game, absolutely. Oh, oh boy, well that that's. I'm sure that's going to be fun. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure it'll have its own little own drama for sure. All right, Bob. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, thanks to everyone listening at home. This has been catching up with Bob LaBelle, and we'll see you next week, everyone. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.